Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Since you and I, baby, please tell me the truth. Please, no more lies about it, you. Yeah, you know this feeling isn't cool. How can I be a rock? What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? When I look into your eyes, I am not seeing the Royal Rebounds TV with Calvin and Barry. Just two crazy fans of the Sacramento Kings and they sharing their opinion. So be sure that you subscribe. It's for the fans by the fans. Whether you chilling on the couch or wilding in the stands. For laid back conversations about the Kings, subscribe here. Staying down until we come up thinking this gonna be our year. We're here drinking beer, talking about the Kings. Be sure you subscribe so you can hear that bell ring. Yeah. What's up, Kings fans? Welcome back to Royal Rebounds, the Sacramento Kings YouTube channel for fans, by fans. Unfortunately, the Sacramento Kings lose tonight to the Utah Jazz 128-120. We're going to break down all of that tonight, go over the box score, talk about the upcoming schedule. This is a tough road trip the Kings are on right now, the last major road trip of the year. We're going to talk about some other things that are happening around the NBA, some Kings news but welcome in, everybody. Shout out to all my royal family out there. I see Gotham is there. Callum, Brian, good to see you all. Progressive G, Logan, thank you guys so much for joining in here. Please don't forget to smash up that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Calvin, welcome in. How are you today? I'm doing okay. It was a bit of a rough game. Definitely a rough start. Kings, again, make it interesting like they always do. They always keep you around, you know. <laughs> um, but didn't make enough plays down the stretch in this one. Very and true. dug themselves a huge hole. So Very what are you true. The do? Kings definitely had a case of the Mondays in this game. They dug a huge hole. They were down 25 points in the first quarter of this game. Uh, and it's crazy. I mean, the Utah Jazz were, were missing Laurie Markkinen, Colin Sexton, Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. No problem. They get off to a huge start, get a huge lead. The Kings did fight back in this game, so I do have to give them some credit. You know, I'm not sounding the alarm. I'm not saying, that, you know, there's a fire. Everything's burning down. That's not going to happen. This is one game. Uh, I just want to point out to all the negative Kings fans out there, the Kings are 11-3 and three since the All-Star break. That's including this loss today. 11-3 yeah. since the All-Star break. So it's okay. It's a loss. We're on a back-to-back. -to -back. Tomorrow we play Boston in Boston. That's going to be a tough, tough basketball game 
but it's okay. We're here to give you a shoulder to cry on. And sorry, actually, that Boston game is in home, at home. Yes, it is. Um, but we're here to give you a shoulder to cry on, to break down some things, to talk a little bit about some Kings basketball. And hopefully you'll come out of the stream with a positive outlook on the rest of the season. Because, Calvin, I feel great. I feel great. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you, this one should definitely sting, um, you know, for a number of reasons. But, yes, when you look at the big picture, you know, you just mentioned this last long road trip. They still went 3-1 and one in total on the road trip. They're still uh, eight games above 500 on the road this season. Yep. I mean, th- you definitely are not pleased with kind of the, the intensity level and the attention to detail early on in this game. Um, but, you know, I think a veteran coaching staff can address that pretty easily. We've talked about it before. They've, they have responded very well to bad losses this season. It's going to be a tough opponent uh, to go up against tomorrow night on a back-to-back. But, again, yeah. another chance to respond, you know, after putting a, laying a bit of an egg in the beginning of this game. Yeah, I mean, this team has faced adversity this season. They've always battled back against adversity, and they've played really, really well uh, after losses. I mean, if you take out that first four-game sample size at the beginning of the season where the Kings are 0-4, they've done really well. I mean, they had some adversity in this game, like I said, down 25 points in the first quarter. They did fight back. Uh, Their first lead in this game, I think, was nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. Yeah, 99-98. Yeah, and I mean, all I can say is I'm happy the team didn't give up. Yes, you have a back-to-back tomorrow against one of the best teams in the NBA. And you didn't just pull the plug and say, lay down and just say, okay, we lost this game. We're, we're worrying about tomorrow. Which, Calvin, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. I heard some of the broadcasters on tonight's game saying, don't try too hard tonight. We got to save our energy for tomorrow. I hate that attitude, Calvin. I don't like that attitude at all because – it's kind of like we were talking about a couple podcasts ago. You got to look at the step in front of you. Don't look how far it is to get to the distance. Look at the step in front of you. Tonight's step in front of you was the Utah Jazz. You got to play the game to the best of your ability. The Kings lost tonight, but hey, they tried. Uh, they worked their asses off. Yes, they started out horrible, uh, but it wasn't a blowout. So I, I'm happy with the outcome. Yeah, yeah, I would say so overall. I mean, again, you like to see the fight and the um, you know resilience of the team to, to come back in a game like that. Their offense, even though they really were struggling in the first quarter, this is a historically good offense. I was pretty confident that they would come out and fix a lot of the problems they had early. They struggled with the zone that Utah played. I think it caught them off guard at first, and that Jazz did a great way or did a great job of taking the paint completely away from both Sabonis and Fox, uh, and nobody could hit a shot to save their lives. So I still felt pretty confident that the Kings, with this offense, were going to be able to make some adjustments and start scoring. But the problem is if you give up over 40 points automatically in the first quarter yeah you know this is a defense that needs to kind of seems to need to ramp itself up as the tour as the game goes along if you dig yourself that big of a hole early you leave yourself almost no chance even if you've got the best offense yeah very very good point it it takes a lot of energy to get out of those holes uh and you know especially when you're playing a young team like the utah jazz would they say most rookies that started a game this year on the utah jazz um, or they got the most rookie starts of any team in the NBA. That's pretty wild, uh, considering they started out the season really, really hot. 
Um, they've gone through a rough stretch, but it's a really young team. When you face young basketball teams, you can't give them any glimpse of hope, any sight at the finish yeah. line. you got to step on them early. That's exactly what the Kings did not do in this game. Uh, they tried. They tried their best to come back, but just couldn't quite do it. Couldn't nope. quite do it. Couldn't quite do it. I mean, they had a ton of open shots, yeah. you know, at the end of this game. Especially they just did not end. knock yeah. any of them down. No, there's no saying they would have wa- gone on to win had one of those, you know, what was it, four threes in a row that they missed there? Three. At the end? Three. three. Yeah, two by Harrison Barnes, That's one right, by one Malik. by Monk. There's no guarantee they would have won even if any of those went in. But still, those are open looks, you know. Yeah. I mean, dude, they have the end-of-game magic, right? We talk about De'Aaron Fox. Leading fourth quarter score, leading clutch score. The Kings' defense generally gets better in the fourth quarter, right? The Kings gave up 40 points in the first quarter. I mean, they allow 128, so that's a little bit better, <laughs> you know, than, than they were on pace for. Um, but they got the offensive rebounds at the end there to make something happen. They just couldn't convert with the shot. Definitely. Definitely. They also gave up a bunch. Azabuki, who I just saw Progressive G put here in the chat, he had a huge game. They could not yeah. keep him off the glass. Uh, and they, they got beat up inside by the Jazz big guys, for yeah, sure. He was playing exceptionally well. Shout out to Key Kings for joining in here. Uh, Lane is here. Oh, Young Zell's in the house. Shout out to Young Zell uh, and all the music he provides us with. For yes, sir. Shout out. The beginning you, of the stream. Dude, Young Zell, send us send us some more music, bro. We'd love to play some more of your music here on the channel. Uh, shout out to Roger and Double O. Uh, Roger says this loss was embarrassing. Uh, I mean, a loss is a loss. You never like to lose basketball games. Um, but Kings lost. I'm just going to point back to what I said, and I, and I know a lot of you guys are just t- tuning in here. The reason I'm not disappointed, Kings are 11-3 and three since the All-Star break. You're going to lose a game here and there. 11 and 3 since All Star break. That is fucking incredible. It's very good. That is Definitely incredible. Very good. Uh, Calvin, I see a couple people in the chat here talking about defense, saying that the defense is the most disappointing factor in this Kings team currently, and that this defense is what's going to be their downfall in the playoffs. Do you have any comments regarding that? I mean, that's no secret. We've been saying that for a long time. Um, you know, we've, we've also been talking about how as you come down the stretch run of a for the playoffs, you know, 60, 70 games into a season, you're not going to make any dramatic changes in what you've already done. You know, yeah. you are who, who you are at this point. Very true. And it's, it's disappointing and it's frustrating because there are glimpses where they don't, they're not the best defensive team in the NBA, but they look like a team that can play good defense. They just can't do it for extended periods of time. They have a lot of weak points that people like to single out and take advantage of. Malik Monk was definitely that person mm-hmm. tonight. Um, everybody talks about the lack of size inside. It, it's a combination of a lot of things. Uh, you know, Sabonis, I think, has held his own a lot of the time, but him being the only guy, teams pull him away from the basket, pick and roll. It makes recovering and all that stuff very difficult to do. And when your perimeter defense is awful, it doesn't matter who you've got back there. If they're going to be taking fire all night yep. because your guards are giving up straight line drives, um, y- you know, you can have a great shot blocker, but that doesn't necessarily change your effectiveness to guard the basket if it's a turnstile outside on the perimeter where everybody just runs free into the lane. So, of course, that's a major problem this team is going to have, and it's going to be the biggest weakness for them going into the playoffs, that and rebounding. Definitely. They've been able to overcome it, y- you know, throughout the course of this season. Yes, they've had really, really bad games, some worse than others. 
they've been able to overcome that for uh, brief periods of time. That's why they're 15 or whatever it is games over 500. But like everybody says in the chat, the, the game does change in the playoffs. Yep. It's a lot different when you have to play a seven-game series against somebody, and it'll be interesting to see how they they adapt and handle that. Yeah, yeah, all great points there. We'll see what the Kings do. Uh, something you mentioned to me during the game in the first quarter, you said the Kings were having problems with the zone defense that the Utah Jazz yeah. were playing. Do you think the Kings could learn anything from that? I, I know a lot of people – zone zone to me is, is more of like a lazy defense, right? When you ha don't have guys that can guard people one-on-one, -on -one, you revert to zone, like what happens here when we play basketball. <laughs> it's a little um, different in the NBA, but yes, I, but I it, get but what you're saying. But it leaves a lot of guys open for three-pointers. And, you know, yes. the Kings have historically been bad at guarding the three-point line. Utah started out exceptionally hot in this game from three, which is – Part of the reason I think a lot of lanes opened up to the basket for them in this game where they were able to just get to the basket over and over at will. What do you think about the Kings maybe implementing in a little bit more zone defense? Do you think that could help them at all or hurt them? Um, I think it can help them overall. I, I just don't know how much they practice it. I, I mean, that definitely plays a factor in it. Y you know, NBA teams, you either play – a fair amount of zone or you basically just use it as like a curveball to throw a team for a few possessions. Mm -hmm. You do it off of certain situations, things like that. I, I don't, you know, not knowing how much they really, how much time they focus on it, it seems to me like it's more used as a substitute or, or a, you know, an icebreaker, I guess, okay. to kind of get them caught up in the middle of a game. It's hard when, I mean, playing zone defense is harder when your team is not a great defensive team than it is to play man to man. Yeah. If that makes any sense, Definitely. because you have to be more connected, um, it, you know, in a lot of ways, both on man to man and in zone, but it, it's a harder thing to do as a team. If you're, if you're not a really sound team defense, especially in the pros, uh, as far as attacking his own defense, again, this offense is good enough. Mike Brown is good enough at making adjustments. They made a great one in this game. So that I'm not worried about, uh, it, I don't know if playing more zone would def would necessarily help them, is what I'm trying to say. Shout out to Jose. Jose was at the game tonight. Unfortunately, couldn't get the win. The The game that Jose gets to go to, really, really unfortunate. But, hey, at least you got to see the Kings play. Uh, that That's pretty dope. Shout out to Alfie Man for just joining in here. Calvin, I want to go over your keys, but before we do that, let's go over the box score. So, Kings lose tonight 120-128 to the Utah Jazz. Kings dropped to 43-28. and 28. They're now the third seed in the Western Conference, Calvin. Um, that means the Grizzlies won today, huh? Yeah, the Grizzlies did win. Wow. Big win for the Grizzlies. Anyways, uh, Domas Sabonis, 38 minutes of action. Almost another triple-double. feel like that should put that on his jersey, Calvin. Almost another triple-double. 11 points, 12 rebounds, and 9 assists for him. HB, 30 minutes, only 16 points in this game, including a couple of misses there from three-point range at the end. Really good shots. Not blaming HB at all, but definitely had some opportunities there. Uh, Kessler Edwards gets his second start for the Sacramento Kings. 19 minutes of action, 6 points for him tonight, a rebound and 2 assists. Keegan Murray goes on. 
off. Gets closer and closer to that rookie three-point record. He splashes down six threes in this game in 14 attempts. 32 minutes of action, 22 points for him, six rebounds, and an assist. De'Aaron Fox, huge, huge game for De'Aaron tonight. 36 minutes of action, six and nine, Calvin. He was he was shooting incredibly well from three-point range. 37 points, four rebounds, and seven assists. Would like to see De'Aaron maybe take one of those threes late in the game because he definitely had it going. Not much bench production tonight for the Kings. 15 points for Malik Monk. Other than that, you put together, what, one, two, three, four, five, six other guys played off the bench tonight combined for 13 points. Yeah, the, they shot terribly. Terrible. The did. It terribly. Was, it was rough. <laughs> Malik Monk had 15 points, but 3 of 12 yeah. from three-point range. Not good at all. Uh, I mean, Calvin, what stands out here most to you? Um, well, I mean, I think it's probably a couple things. Obviously, having Keegan Murray have a, a really great you know, shooting performance. All of those, I think all of those threes came. First half, I think. Uh, maybe I think he had a couple no, in the no, third. He said, he had a few in the third, third quarter, quarter as well. Yeah, but um, it, it was great to see him play well overall. Uh, and then just the bench not having you know even anywhere near the the production needed. They were bad both offensively and defensively. Helped get them in that huge hole in the first half. Uh, they they laid maybe the biggest egg in this game. Yes, they did. As far as the team stats go, Kings shoot 42% from the field as opposed to 52% for the Utah Jazz, 36% from the three-point line for the Kings as opposed to 44 for the Utah Jazz, 76% from the free throw line for the Kings. They do get out-rebounded in this game, 43-48, to 48, 28 assists for the Kings tonight, five steals, three blocks. Only six turnovers, Calvin. It's crazy. I feel and like they were still down by twenty-five at one point. I feel like when the <laughs> Kings turn the ball over more than ten times, they're more likely to win the basketball game. Because no. I think this is a couple games now recently where they've lost, where they've had less than ten turnovers. Well, it just goes to show how ice cold they were, especially at the beginning of the game. They just could not get anything to go down. Yep. They weren't being, you know, obviously being forced into turnovers. They just couldn't make a shot. Uh, and then defensively, that you know, they were giving up way too many easy buckets. Way, way too many. 38 points in the paint tonight for the Sacramento Kings as opposed to 56 points in the paint for the Utah Jazz. Uh, Kings led by three, largest lead in the game for them as opposed to 25 yeah. tonight for the Utah Jazz. And that was in the first quarter. That's the craziest yeah. part. Right. First quarter. Yep. First quarter. Anything here that really stuck out to you, Cal? I think it's the points in the paint. I mean, it, it just illustrates how well Utah did, especially in the first half of building with that zone, you, you know, building a wall with it, it was, it looked more like a three, two zone to me. Um, and that allowed them to kind of wall off the middle for De'Aaron Fox to get penetration from the outside. It also allowed them to, to hone in on Sabonis as soon as he caught the ball in the high post mm -hmm. and Walker Kessler did a really good job defending Sabonis. Yes. I know he was, Definitely fouled a lot. That was another part problem that the Kings had offensively uh, was just not being able to get any calls and kind of break up, you know, when you're really struggling to shoot from the outside. It helps if you can get to the free throw line and get some easy ones to, to make it sh through that, that shooting slump. But they didn't get those, especially in the first quarter when they uh, built that huge drought. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. A uh, little announcement for everybody. Uh, I got all the rest of the streams scheduled for the – 
rest of the season, at least the regular season goes. So all those are posted. If you're curious about any times, we should be able to be right after every single game. I, I think except for two of them. I believe it's like April 3rd, 4th or something like that where we're going to yeah. be an hour and a half after the game. Every single other game should be directly or, or the post game should be directly after the game. Also have to highlight that very last game against the Denver Nuggets, April 9th. That's an early game. It's at uh, 9.30 a.m. our time. So 12.30. Um, so 12.30 on the West Coast. And we will be streaming directly after that at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. It's going to be a party. That's yeah. where the haircutting is going to happen if it happens. Uh, that's where we're going to be celebrating. Calvin, we're going to be celebrating uh, like the Kings won the championship on that day. So make sure you guys mark that on your, uh, on your calendar. Uh, request that day off of work. Sunday, April 9th here on YouTube, 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Mom, I'm sorry. That's my mom's birthday, so I just want to apologize in advance. She'll be here. I, I know. She, you can spend it with her. I know. Maybe we'll no, I'm apologizing for the haircut. Maybe we'll her, send her, her some birthday. hair. Yeah, I'm sure she'll love that. We'll, we'll send her some hair. That would be that'd be great. That'd be great. Anyways, uh, totally forgot where I was at here. What are your keys? <laughs> or what were your keys? What were the keys? They were looking pretty good there for well, a second. Well, number one, yeah, I was very happy about number one, especially after the second quarter. It was clutch is spelled F-O-X. Um, he had, I think, 14 of his 37 points in the second quarter. Had to turn it on a little bit earlier than normal, you know, with the them being down 25 early in this game. Um, it looked like, you know, he was going to have one of those games where maybe he even might test 50. But he really didn't take many shots for the number one clutch scorer in the NBA. Yep. He didn't take a ton of shots down, uh, you know, in clutch time there, especially in the last few possessions. It, it was a bunch of threes from other guys. Mm -hmm. I know a De'Aaron Fox three is maybe not as good as you might think as one of those other guys taking that shot. But he was six of nine from three he in this game. Hot hand. He was definitely feeling it. I was a little surprised that he wasn't extra or even more aggressive than he was there down the stretch of the game yeah i mean there was a couple moments in this game where De'Aaron comes out and i'm like why why are you pulling De'Aaron? Yeah. and they're like oh it's his normal scheduled rest time and i get that you know humans are creatures of habit and we got to play it that way but dude every single time they took him out he was on fire he was absolutely was. on fire splashing threes doing everything and I'm like, just leave him in a little bit longer. Leave him in a little bit longer. Let's get a little bit of a cushion because the bench, boy, did they have a hard time tonight. That is for sure. Also, uh, to everybody that's been living under a rock for the last week, Kevin Herter, out, was not available to play in this game, still dealing with the right hamstring injury. However, quote from Mike Brown, he says, if this was a playoff game, Kevin Herter would have played. Um, but no reason to rush him back at this point. We're taking it easy. We want him to be healthy, and we want him to be 100% for the playoffs. Calvin, good or bad move? Um, I think it's a good move. I mean, they've built themselves a nice little cushion, you know, at least for the division and for a home court playoff series. You, you want to make sure that you don't mess around with something like a hamstring that can easily go from a, you know, relatively easy recovery to a, you know, much longer and, and more improv or involved mm -hmm. re uh, recovery and rehab. So, you know, they've got guys at that position that have filled in and stepped up all year long, you know, and, and it's multiple names. So uh, Kevin Hurd has been really good lately, but it's much easier for this team to replace him than it is <laughs> to replace somebody like Sabonis or Fox, right? So let him sit, 
you know, make sure he comes back 100% healthy. I think it's the right move. Yeah, I, I definitely, definitely thought it was the right move. Also, shout out to Bench Matthew for joining in. Good to see you. Uh, good to see you, Matthew. Kings lose tonight. It's okay. I'm, I'm still feeling good, Calvin. I'm feeling good. I mentioned, and I'm going to say it again. Kings 11-3 and three since the All-Star break. It is going to be okay. Uh, welcome in to everybody that's just joining in. If it's your first time to the channel, welcome to Royal Rebounds, a Sacramento Kings YouTube channel for fans, by fans. Uh, smash up that like button. Hit that subscribe button. We are live after every single Kings game. Uh, we're going to be in town around the first week of the NBA playoffs, so we do hope to go to a game. Uh, well, we will go to a game, but we don't know exactly which game. Uh, and apparently we're throwing a pizza party, Calvin. Apparently. Apparently we're throwing a pizza party. I'm pretty sure that was your idea. It, it could have been. I have a lot of bad ideas. Anyways, uh, also want to re remind everybody that it is Merch Monday. So it is your chance to get 15% off the store at royalrebounds.com. All you got to do is type in the coupon code Merch Monday. You get 15% off of all your merchandise at royalrebounds.com. Calvin's sporting an awesome Royal Rebounds tee here. We also have the light, the beam tee. So make sure you pick up one of those. All right, Calvin, a couple more things to talk about. Um, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, Let's finish up the game before I bring up some of these things. Any okay. other thoughts on the game tonight? I think that you, overall, you know, the mentality or the message to the guys after this game is, um, you know, look, this is what it's like to be the hunted, right? It, you're not the hunter anymore. You're not the surprise team out of nowhere anymore. Um, you're the, the Sacramento Kings who are challenging for maybe even first place in the Western Conference. So you're going to get – no matter who it is and no matter how, who's sitting, everybody's best effort, obviously, you just can't come out and start the game the way that they did today. Uh, no, very, very little effort. They looked like a completely different team. Um, they weren't as crisp and, uh, you know, quick and um, executing as well as they normally do offensively. Yep. Uh, they were very, very slow uh, and not, you know, playing with much effort at all on defense. Y you just cannot do that in the stretch run here, uh, you know, when all of these games are, are so important as you try to actually clinch that playoff spot and get the home court. So great news is they were able to battle back. They were still in this game, right? It, you know, you love the fight in your team, but I think that's the message is, look, we're, we have the target on our backs now. We cannot, uh, you know, start or open a game up that badly. Definitely. And also to mention, this was the last game of a four-game road trip, the biggest, uh, or at least, uh, yeah, the biggest road trip rest or left for the rest of the season. Uh, Kings went three and one on that road trip, and that's a bunch of games, dude. There's a game Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, Monday. Oh yeah, not the greatest at math to me. That looks like four games in six nights, right? And two back to backs. Yeah, two back to backs. That's tough. Yeah, then upcoming, we do have a back to back tomorrow at home against the Boston Celtics. We have another back to back on Friday. Uh, those, the next four games are at home before we go on the road. Uh, interesting schedule coming up here, Calvin. Interesting schedule coming up. Anyways, um, want to hear from Nick here. But before we do from that, uh, interesting statistic I was looking up today. Um, and that is the Kings are now. 16 and 18 when De'Aaron Fox leads the Kings in scoring. What does that mean to you, Cal? That means they play a lot of close games. 
I mean, that's okay. when he leads them in scoring is when they need him to be, you know, fourth quarter Fox. He has, I don't know what percentage of his points scored in the fourth quarter, but I think it's pretty high. Uh, and so that kind of tells to me, tells me what I've seen from them this year when they get the balanced scoring attack from, uh, and they get all the, uh, you know, the bench players adding points and Kevin Herter playing well or Keegan Murray or Harrison Barnes goes off um, and they're able to spread the wealth, that's when they're at their best offensively. So they end up scoring a ton of points and they will win, you know, by uh, a relatively comfortable margin. But when they play in a tight game, to have a 16 and 18 record in games decided by, you know, we'll call it five points or less, mm-hmm. that's pretty good. Um, so I, I, I don't think that you have to read too much into that stat. It just tells me that they play a lot of close games and that's good for, you know, getting tests before you go tested before you go into the playoffs. Yeah, I, I don't really know what to think of this, you know, because I'm looking here at the schedule. Kings lost by eight tonight. Fox had 37. The last loss was against Milwaukee. Fox had 35. We lost by nine in that game. Um, then you go back to against Phoenix. Kings lost by 11. Fox had 35. I, I mean, I'm just looking at a lot of these games where Fox has 30-plus points, uh, and it just seems like the rest of the team has struggled, and he's had to – like, we all know him as as that fourth-quarter guy, right? And we've there's been a lot of people that have said, well, De'Aaron Fox doesn't do it in the first two, three quarters. He always waits too late to the end. Um, and I think that that's maybe the recipe for success of this Kings team is is you get the other guys going early, you let them do something, and then Fox kind of closes the game out versus if, if they're like for tonight was a perfect example, right? Fox tries to get the other guys going early, doesn't happen, so he has to step in early and score a bunch of points. Then he's tasked with closing the game out. Yes, he didn't get those last three shots at the end, which I thought he should have at least gotten one. But it just seems like it's a little bit more pressure on him when the other teammates don't step up and they lose those close games. Well, of course there's more pressure on you when you're not getting you know, the adequate help or the help that you need from your teammates. That's how it's going to be, always. Like, I mean, I look at a lot of these games, I'm like, okay, the first win of the season, right, Kings were, were 0-4 in the first four games. Yeah, Fox led the team in scoring in all of those games, 33, 36, 26, 27. Then you go to the first win of the season, Herder, 27 points. Second win of the season, Herder, 26 points. Like when one of these others goes off, it's an easy win for the Kings. Easy win. That's what happens when your team is very bad defensively. I mean, if you can get stops, you don't need – all the role players on your team to play really well every night on offense to win most games, right? Yeah. If they were, you know, a much better defensive team, Fox might be able to score 30 every night and they would, you know, win uh, most of the time without maybe, you know, more help from other guys. But I think it just, again, speaks to the style of offense that this team's played all year long. They've always been at their best when they're sharing the ball and everybody is getting, you know, a bunch of shot attempts, they're, they're doing what they do to affect the game, uh, you know, in a positive way, whether it's hitting outside shots, which they have a bunch of those guys that that's their role, Mm -hmm. you know, or Sabonis feeding him inside um, the bench having to play well. Also you add all that up, the fact that they don't get many stops, they need all the horses to come ready to run every day. 
in order for them to be, you know, really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, when other guys are making shots, it definitely makes the game a lot easier for your basketball team and for your star player. All right. Let's uh, let's go over here to Nick. I want to I want to hear from Nick. Nick, how you doing, bud? Good. How are you doing today? I'm I'm doing fantastic, dude. Despite the loss, I, I'm doing great. We lost tonight. We got to come back and win the game back the next game tomorrow. We got to play better. You got to stay on your match. Why not win tomorrow? Why not? Dude, I love it. He's always positive. Why not win tomorrow? Why not? We need to win tomorrow. If we win tomorrow, we are going to fire that laser. (laughs) Fire the laser. I would love it. Nick, um, have you ever been angry in your life? You know, no, but it's just disappointed that we lose tonight. It was very disappointed. And I know that we lost tonight, so we gotta we gotta come out we gotta come out strong. We have to. You know? It's just it's just how we how we gotta play. They gotta move those bodies. You gotta play better defense. Move the bodies around. <laughs> Body. That's I like right. the attitude. Short man. memory span. Forget about uh, tonight. Yeah, exactly. Another, another game tomorrow. I love nope. the attitude. Nick doesn't you know? want to get trapped in the nope. moment. He doesn't want to be a prisoner of the moment. He wants to look on towards the next game. How can we be better? How can we improve? As you said uh, a couple weeks ago, how can we get the bad taste out of our mouth? Yeah. Coach Mike Brown needs to win the game and, you know, show how he's going to. Look at the look at the video. Watch the video tomorrow. Watch the video tomorrow. How you're going to set up your set up your guy? How, what are your starters going to be tomorrow? What is the game going to look like? You need to watch your video tomorrow. So, hopefully they're I watching video tonight, right now. I right hope. now, they're not lighting right the now. beam. They're not wearing a chain right now. They're watching the <laughs> iPad. <laughs> yep. I think and that's what I would do. Like, okay, we win the basketball game. One person gets a chain. You lose the basketball game. Everybody gets an iPad, and you got to watch footage. Yes, you do. You got you got to think about the loss. They're going to be coming back to Sacramento. Think about the health the balls that we did. You know, you need to go back to second place. Yeah, yeah, that we do. Uh, Nick, but I don't Memphis, know if you heard, but uh, Ja Moran is back at practice. Uh, and he is expected to potentially play on Wednesday for the Grizzlies. What do you think about that? I don't know. I mean, just hopefully he doesn't do this again. Yeah, we're, all, <laughs> we're all hoping that, especially him. I don't know if, if he can do it again and still have a career, right? Yeah, he's on the nice. He definitely Could needs do. to lock himself in his house for – a while. Nick, keep uh, going out. Keep were you able to watch keep... the game, the whole game tonight on TV? Yeah, I did. But, you know, I was able to watch the whole game tonight. But, you know, but so we didn't pick up the game tonight. We, we didn't even show up. Yeah, I mean, they showed up, but they didn't try hard, I guess, in the first part of the nope, game. No, But um, what – what were your thoughts on the Utah Jazz's jerseys tonight? Did you, did you recognize that team? No, I did not. And you know what? It, it, it was just tough. It was tough. He doesn't want to talk about The jerseys about the are tough, too, man. I don't want like to talk those. about the game tonight. It looks like practice jerseys. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's disappointing. You know, you got to come out tomorrow. So, you know, you got to like you be tomorrow. And you know what? Just win the game tomorrow. Just win the game. Nick, do you work on Sundays ever? I don't work weekends. Oh, you just work weekdays. Lucky. Yeah. Lucky guy. Okay. Well, uh, do you have do you have your calendar out? I got a date for you to put on your calendar. Yeah, I have it up. I have on my calendar. Yeah, what's up? You got it out right now? Yeah, I will. You will. Okay. Um <laughs> are you available April 9th? Yes, I am. Okay. I want you to put in uh on your calendar right now, 3 p.m., April 9th. Yes. You got it? Yes. We're having a party. Okay, we're at. And you're invited. It's going to be on YouTube. Okay. It's a YouTube party. Playoff we're cu- party. We're cutting Calvin's hair. Uh, we're going to be partying like the Kings won the NBA championship. Nope. Yes. My hair will be like the symbolic net that you cut down after winning a yes. NCAA title. Yes. it uh, It's going to be a lot of fun, Nick. That's the last game of the regular season. We're going to do a party here on Royal Rebounds YouTube uh, and have a bunch of fun before the playoffs start. We might even yeah. get some pizza. Yeah. Double O says all the Panda Express you can eat. Oh, or even better. I like Panda Express. You might have to order. You might have to order me pizza and send it to my send it to my place. Oh, oh I I can't be training you because we got the pizza eating contest. Yeah, you're the on next, your own the next weekend. You're on your own, Nick. Where's the pizza eating contest at? I thought you said we could do it at your house. <laughs> yeah, you can. Okay, perfect. Oh, there you go. You have Done a big deal. living room. Yeah, I have a kitchen. A kitchen is a kitchen. Even nice. I have a kitchen. But mine's probably yeah. smaller than yours. I have a chair. All right, Nick. Well, uh, love talking to you today. Hopefully you uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Um, are we going to see you tomorrow after the Celtics game? Yes, you, yes, you will. What's right. What's your week like? What's your week work schedule since you're off weekends? What time do you normally get off work on weekdays? I'm not working right now. Oh. No Rivercats games right now. He's like... Oh yeah, that's right. What? Wait, so you don't no. have to work when there's no games? No, but it's not working right now. Oh, that's pretty nice. It's very nice. I want. Are you guys hiring? I want that schedule. <laughs> That'd be really nice. Well, anyways, Nick, thank you so much for joining in. Uh, sweet dreams, I guess tonight, and and hopefully we'll see you tomorrow after the Celtics game. Uh, okay. Sweet All right, dreams. buddy. Good night. All right. Good to hear from Nick there. Uh, Let's toss it over to Tanvir. You think he's working right now? This is one guy I know that's definitely at work. Most likely. He's not off right now. He's not off weekends. He's not off weekends. (laughs) I'm right here, bro. I'm on my break. He's on his break. Oh, you you get breaks? Called it. Yep, 30-minute break. (laughs) 
All right. All right, dude. Good timing. Okay, no excuses then. We better hear your voice loud and clear, Tanvir. <laughs> Can you guys hear me? Oh, yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. Okay. Man. All right, Tanvir. Give me your first thoughts on the loss tonight. Yeah, this loss does suck, but hey, you got to look at the other hand. We're three and one. I'm still happy the way we fought. Got to give props to Jazz. They were shooting the lights out, which was insane. I'm still mad, mad, I'm mad, um, happy about this team still. We're fine. No need to panic. <clears throat> we're losing you a little bit. Could you say that last part again? He said we're fine. Oh, we're fine? Glad you heard that. I didn't hear it. I speak robot sometimes. Oh, okay. He said, <laughs> blah, 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 we're fine, which is all I needed we're to fine. hear because as long as Tanvir says we're fine, I, I feel I feel fine, dude. Definitely. Yeah. Tanvir, you know what fine Definitely. stands for, right? What's that? Freaked out, insecure, <laughs> neurotic, and emotional. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, my girl's fine all the time. <laughs> That's a good one right there, bro. No, I'm just messing. Um, but, I mean, dude, I, I'm kind of on the same same boat as you right now where I know a lot of Kings fans are worried yeah. and uh, they get emotional and angry after losses, especially to a team like this, a team that's missing a bunch mm-hmm. of players. Yep. But, bunch I mean, I'm just – I'm looking at the stats here, dude. We're 11-3 and three since the All-Star break. We're exactly. the third seed in the Western Conference. I, I'm feeling pretty good, Tanvir. I mean, the season's starting to wrap up. I don't even have to scroll down. I can see the whole schedule on my on my page right now. Um, there right. are some tough games coming up, but, I mean, Calvin was telling me a stat during the game. What was it? The Kings have to go 6-6. Six and six. If they go 6-6 six and six down the final 12 games, so – they already lost one tonight, okay. right? But so if they go seven and uh, five, seven and five the rest of the way, Phoenix would have to go eleven and zero in order to catch them for the division. I don't think Phoenix will go eleven and zero. So I mean, right there, we're, we've almost locked the division. Yeah. And honestly, for me, like I know a lot of Kings fans, uh, and I'm not knocking anybody for doing this, but I know a lot of Kings fans have kind of like reevaluated their goals for the season as the seasons continued to go on, right? Where people are like, we need to, we need to win the division. We need to uh, make it to the second round. We need to make it to the Western Conference Finals. Oh, now we're winning a championship. And that's all great. I mean, I would love for all that stuff to happen. But honestly, my expectations for the season, I wanted to make the playoffs. And I think the Kings right. are going to make the playoffs. So I, I'm totally cool right now. Yeah, I'm same here. Same here. It's all good. No worries. No worries at all. Feeling great. Um, Tanvi, are you are you ever off work? Yeah. Uh, other than breaks. Yeah, I'm off Saturday and Sunday. Oh, okay. You're another uh, weekends weekend warrior. Yep, weekend warrior, bro. So April April ninth, you're gonna join us. Oh yeah, I want to see that. We're cutting Calvin's hair. It's going to be a party, bro. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. I'll definitely be on there. And then the weekend after that, Calvin and I will be in Sacramento. So hopefully uh, you can take some time out of your busy, busy day to hang out with us. For yeah, man, sure. I'd love to see you. 100%. Hell, yeah. Hell, yeah. 
All right, Calvin. Uh, before we let him go, you got any questions maybe about the Boston game or anything for Tanvir? Well, I just want to know, Tanvir, if you were DeMontis Sabonis, would you uh, get fined after this game so you could draw a little more attention about the lack of foul calls? Yeah. Because I'll, it's getting I'll, ridiculous out there. Hit him with the hard man. questions, Calvin. hit all the time. It's annoying. No I hope the world can see now what's really going on out here because it's getting ridiculous. It's, it's getting really ridiculous. ridiculous. I love that quote. Is that? I mean, I th- is that I think what he's you got think it. he needs to do? Is that the solution? I mean, yeah. it helps. It, it definitely helps, it helps draw attention, right? right? Whether it's good or bad. Character. Yeah, I mean, gotta, you could do the old longest yard where you hit the referee in the nuts a couple <laughs> times, you know, and then they start calling the game fair. There you go. There you go. Yep. Oh, speaking of which, Tanvir, did you yep. see the deer and fox inbound pass off of the dude's butt? No, I didn't see that. I you didn't see it? You no. should go check out the highlights. It'll was definitely it, be on there. Was it Kessler? It Edwards? was Kessler, Walker Kessler. Wa- dude, I get him so confused, dude. This game. Oh, my God. They had Walker Kessler, Kessler Edwards. <laughs> it used to be Donovan versus Davion when yeah. they played the Jazz. Now yeah. it's Walker versus Kessler. Yeah, we need an Edwards Walker or something <laughs> also in here. But, dude, check it out. Uh, Alfie Man says it's number one highlight. Number uh, one. But great play, dude. Deer and Fox. I, I didn't even notice what happened for a second because I'm like, yeah. okay, nobody's by him. All of a sudden, he's just laying the ball up. I'm like, what the hell? They show the replay, <laughs> throws it off the dude's Oldest butt. Oldest trick in the book. Boom, right in and in. It was great. That was great. It was a good play. All right, Tanvir, you want to give me a prediction on tomorrow's game before we let you go? Ooh, I don't know about that. We can't play like this because Boston, they're, they're a different team, man. One of the best teams in the East. Can't play like this. At all. Okay. Keep that lead. Yeah. And they have a bunch of starters on the injured list right now, too. I, they're oh, all doubtful, so maybe some of them play tomorrow. But Robert Williams, Marcus Smart, I mean, this could be the the exact same story again tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Celtics are undermanned. Here they go. Uh, you know, yep. you got to you gotta come out and play with some some intensity and authority right from the beginning. Tamvir, what do, what do the Kings need to do differently? If this is, like Calvin's saying, a similar situation, what do the Kings need to do differently to hopefully have a different outcome tomorrow? Uh, um, they got to play defense, man. That's where it has to start from. When you don't play defense and you allow man to score on you, especially from the three-point line, yeah, that's bad. You got to be on your man. Make sure they, not, the shot's not easy at all. There you go. Man, I mean, I've been hearing Kings fans. I've been hearing you say that, Tanvir, all season long. I wish it was so easy. Oh, it right? is. I wish, yeah. I wish it was so easy that we could all just, like, agree. Imagine how frustrating it's got to be as a head coach, right? Where you're oh, like, man, I can only – like, I can't imagine. I know that our biggest flaw is defense, yeah. and I'm a defensive-minded guy, right. and all we do is work on our defense and practice over and over and over again. But we can't get better at defense. It's going right. to be very frustrating. It's going to be a good yeah. offseason for the Sacramento Kings, yeah. I think. Yeah. Because I, I think that... They're going to be working. I th- yeah, I think that, that this year was kind of like a little bit of an experiment in terms of Sabonis is like, I want to be the guy, run things yeah. through me. Uh, they are a bunch of new players, a new system. They're trying to figure it all out. I think that this offseason is going to be huge for the Kings and Mike Brown because Mike Brown's going to actually be able to implement a lot of changes. Because, Tanvir, you play golf at all? 
No. Okay. I'm not a golfing person. All right. Try and try and stay with me on this one. I don't know if you're going to get right. this one, but try and stay with me. Um, I'm a horrible golfer. And honestly, one of my biggest problems with golf is the fact that I try and adjust my game or my swing in the middle of my golf game, which totally screws me up, where instead I'd be better making adjustments at the driving range and yep. – when I, it doesn't matter how I'm hitting, I just need to play the same way through 18 holes. And I think that the NBA season is kind of like that too, right? Is it's like what Calvin was saying earlier in terms of like, don't throw a bunch of other defensive schemes out there because you haven't practiced it. You're not good enough doing that. Um, and so I think that this off season will be a perfect opportunity for the Kings to kind of hit the driving range in terms of change some things, mess with some things, see what works, see what doesn't work and get ready before next season instead of changing plays, changing defenses when you're the second or third seed in the Western Conference and then all of a sudden you fall off and everyone's like, what happened? You look like Barry's golf game. (laughs) (laughs) Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I understand what you're saying, bro, 100%. So, I mean, we all want to preach better defense and and I think that that definitely is what's needed. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, how, how exactly is it done is, is the tougher question. Right. But, uh, Tanvir dude, appreciate you so much, man. Hopefully we'll see you tomorrow after the Kings beat down the Boston Celtics. 100%. I want to have a tea party tomorrow. Oh yeah. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) All right, buddy. Have a good night, man. All right. Yeah. Have a good one, man. Thanks, Tanvir. Always good to hear from Tanvir. Always. Did that make sense at all? Because that's, yeah, that's why I suck at golf, <laughs> and it's like it's so frustrating because I know it, but I do it anyways, and then I'm like, why did I start adjusting my shot? And you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I think it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, you also have to know your personnel too, right? Or like you know, when it comes to golf, yeah, understand what club exactly is right for you in certain situations and things like that the one of the reasons the kings aren't maybe uh as good of a zone defensive team as other teams is they don't have a ton of length especially out on the wing uh you know teams that are really good at zone have those big long lanky guys uh that are able to occupy a lot of space even just standing still with big wingspans you you get your hands on pass tip balls in the passing lane there when the whole defense is moving, um, you know, you're able to challenge shots on the perimeter better when you have a lot of length. The Kings don't have that. So, yeah. Uh, why is your golf game so bad? I don't really play very much. That would okay. probably be the number one reason. Okay. Um, cause I yeah, thought that that was my reps. problem too. And yeah, thought it was <laughs> the problem. I mean, you're still only playing what, like once or twice a week. That's not enough to Dude, get I good. No, not even close. I play like okay. So if I'm playing a lot, For, I get to play in like a short once spurt. a week. In a short yeah. spurt, yeah, yeah, I'll play once a week if I'm playing yeah. a lot. But I normally play like that's, if you. That's were just to, not enough to get good. If you were to average it out over the year, I probably play once a month. Yeah, yeah. Which you're right. It's probably not enough. And then the last time, guaranteed not. No, actually, two ten thousand hours, right? Two times ago, I was like, "Hey, I'm here a little early." I'm going to hit the driving range, work out some of these kinks. You know, it's like when you leave the house, you start your car, you let it run and warm up. I was trying to do that. 
Then I got tired by like hole nine. I'm like, I'm not used to hitting this many balls. And my game just off again. Uh, shout out to Matt George because he knows exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, we got another caller here. It's Joseph. Oh, Joseph, you keep popping down, man. I, I don't know why I accept your request. But anyways, uh, you're welcome to come up if you'd like. Uh, but we got a couple other things to talk about. Um, so we talked about Fox when he leads the team. 16 and 18 that that's an interesting statistic uh, upcoming the kings have their last home stretch of games four games in a row now at home uh five games this week which is tough including today yeah. it's five games in eight days that is a lot of a basketball lot. a lot of basketball yeah. and you guys are going to listen to a lot of us here on royal rebounds um last last couple things calvin before we jump into the game tomorrow against boston First off, shout out to Matthew for watching Matthew 53. Um, Matthew had a question he posted on our last video, and he says, Hey, Calvin, you're the hoops guru, right? Why doesn't anyone use the skyhook anymore? Well, I don't know if I'm a hoops guru. I appreciate that thought, but okay. um, I think it's probably a combination of a lot of, lot of things. I mean, the game has gone away from the basket more so especially for big men they're much more skilled now they're better shooters uh, ball handlers all that stuff Kareem it was an incredibly skilled and incredibly great player um, and, and a lot of people don't maybe even realize how good he was before he was Kareem Lou Alcindor was one of the most dominant players uh, especially for a young guy and, and maybe the greatest college player of all time but uh Guys are, are more advanced, you know, when it comes to shooting. They play further away from the basket. It's really not a, a, a post-up league anymore. So I, I just don't think that it's something that people practice very often. It's a very specific skill when it comes to basketball. Um, and, and I think the style of play and the game has kind of gone in, an, in a different direction. So not, not an easy shot to master either. I mean, Kareem made it look easy, but it's definitely not – uh, you know, something easy to do over and over again in a basketball game. Wasn't listening. What What was that? <laughs> uh, I think the game has gone in a different direction, basically. Okay. okay. Guy, guys just don't practice something like that. Right I mean, now. do you see? I they, mean, we they saw. They play further away from the basket, all that stuff. What was it LeBron was working with? What di Didn't he have, like, a, a stretch there where, like, every summer he was working with a different guy? I remember he worked with Hakeem. For a little while. I think that's Kobe. He I mean, LeBron might have done it too, but yeah. I know Kobe did that. He w I, I remember watching a video of LeBron working on the skyhook in the gym. And I think it was in Miami where he bulked up a little bit and he was playing the four. And I thought he was going to like play more back to the basket. I mean, dude, he had some great, great runs in Miami, right? You remember that stretch where he was shooting like 70% from the field yeah. and the heat? It was like when they got Birdman and the heat were just on this yeah. like huge scoring Best streak. transition offense team of all time. Yeah, yeah, that was incredible. They were fun to watch. Um, but I think what Matthew is trying to say here is kind of like Vivek suggested with his girls' basketball team, they had a lot of success, uh, you know, with a cherry picker. Um, I think what Matthew is <laughs> suggesting here is that maybe the Kings could have success with maybe the skyhook. Is there anybody on the roster you think could utilize the skyhook, maybe open their game up a little bit uh, and create some other easy buckets for the Kings? Well, you got to understand, in order to make it a skyhook, you have to have the, the height and the length advantage to, to teardrop it over people. I mean, Sabonis can literally do a hook shot. Yeah. 
But it's not a sky hook because he doesn't get the elevation to go over most big men. Okay. He's kind of just like, you know, flipping it. Like, so like a like Kessler a little, Edwards or somebody. Sort of, yeah. I mean, the only guy that I really see do anything that remotely looks like a sky hook is, and it's not really, it's more like a sweeping floater. But yeah. Shemezi Metu sometimes, he, he will do an actual turnaround yeah, he's hook got shot. The length too. He has length, I mean, not over most centers in the NBA. It's just... I don't know. It, it's just a very, um, it's a very specific thing to practice and to be good at. Kareem, you know, it was tailor made for him. That, I love that's why he's so good at it. I love. I mean, you know, I love the hook shot. That, yeah, that's it's a great shot, dude. I like. It. I like where Matthew's going with this. Um, bring the hook shot back. Bring the wave back. Bring the hook shot back. All right. Okay. In other news, um, maybe this is good. Maybe this is bad for the Sacramento Kings. John ja Morant uh, is back at practice with the Memphis Grizzlies. Of course, today was the first official game he would have been able to return. Didn't play. Uh, coach is saying he might be back on Wednesday. Calvin, what are your thoughts on this? What does this mean for the Grizzlies? Uh, is this good or bad? Well, it's got to be good when you think about it from a basketball standpoint. I mean, he's one of the best players in the league. He's the best player on their team. Uh, he's a huge, huge piece of, of what they do. Um, and they're playing, they've been playing better recently without him and still without Steven Adams. So getting him back, I think if you're just thinking about it on the court, what it's going to look like, that can only be a good thing. Um, overall, you know, I, I love watching him play. I hope that whatever time away he had, you know, was able to do the things he needed to do to, to get himself prepared for you know what's going to come now all the heckling that that's going to be involved every time he goes to play on the road you know the noise is definitely not over when it comes to this stuff I just hope that he learned his lesson whatever that is um, and he can come out and 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 play because I love to watch him play I would hate to see him throw it all away yeah yeah it would be really really sad the guy is so so talented I, I feel like like you're right obviously bringing back another talented player helps the team but it could also bring back some distractions, right? Yeah. Um, we know that Steven Adams had or called a team meeting before the incident happened. Um, and so maybe there's some disconnect between some of the players. I'm not really quite sure. Uh, if that was my leader and I was trying to run through walls for him and something like this happened, I might question um, some of his motives or yeah. stuff like that. I mean, we also heard from the club owner that the gun incident happened in that John ja Morant was a great guy. He spent a bunch of money there and he didn't even drink, uh, which to me, I was using the dude was drunk as an excuse for him flashing <laughs> a gun. Yeah, I don't know if that's a good or if, a bad if thing. If he was sober right? and he did it, that seems even stupider. Like I said, I hope he learned his lesson yep. or, or lessons and that he can, uh, you know, still be the guy that they need him to be but you're right distractions and it's not just him too i mean dylan brooks is a little bit of a oh distraction God, right now dude, this huge feud they got with the warriors him yeah. and draymond going back and forth the the referee multiple technical fouls the cameraman that yeah. you just pushed oh, yeah cameraman got fined thirty five thousand dollars did you watch that, that video did yeah you watch the replay yeah he was not pushing off of him to get back in the play. That was I don't think he was either. That was a bunch of bullshit. And, I mean, based on the other things you've seen from him this season, the yeah. nut shot to Donovan Mitchell, yep. all of that, I mean, they've got a bunch of d 
distractions around this team right now. Most hated player in the league, Dylan Brooks? Certainly got to uh, he's got to be up there. He's got to be up there. He's a punk. I don't like him at all. Yeah. I don't like him at all. Uh Steven Adams as you mentioned, uh still out with an injury. What's going on with him? Do you know? I don't know officially. I believe it's a foot injury that he's been dealing with for quite some time. Uh, they are at the last I saw there wasn't any uh, word on when he'd be able to come back. They're just hoping that it'll be soon. So I just Googled Stephen Adams, uh, and the very first story that popped up says, how to speak to your children about the Stephen Adams AT&T commercial. <laughs> kind of weird. That is a little weird. Yeah, not going to click on that. Um, hey, maybe Stephen Adams is having some issues. I don't know. Uh, I see an article from a week ago by The Athletic saying Grizzlies, Stephen Adams, knee injury to be reevaluated in four weeks. Wow. Wow. So that's, uh, wow. Does that mean he still has three weeks? That's a long time. That could be pretty yeah, It's crazy. not good. Last played January 22nd. Yeah, he's been out for a while. Yeah, that would not be good. Yeah, AP News says Stephen Adams out at least a few more weeks. Damn. This team is going, I know, you know, maybe they'll pick up a couple more wins here getting, um, I almost said Tanvir, uh, <laughs> getting Ja Morant back. Maybe they'll pick up a couple more wins here. Uh, but this team could have major chemistry issues by the time the playoffs start. If they're trying to reintroduce Steven Definitely Adams, could. Ja Morant, Dylan Brooks. Oh, my God, dude. Um, if I'm Jaron Jackson Jr., I'm looking at the Sacramento Kings like, come get me. <laughs> come get me. That would be incredible. That would be incredible. But uh, all that said, this is still a very talented team. Jaron Jackson Jr., uh, Desmond Bain, you know, they've got a lot of really, really solid players. So, And like I said, they have been playing better recently. They went through a bit of a rough stretch like a month and a half ago or something. They dropped a bunch of games, and uh, yeah. they are playing much, much better now, and that's without Morant. So if he comes back in his, you know, any they form lose. of his old self – I, I'm just saying, look out, because they're, they're a very talented team. Good news for Memphis. Morant seems to get hurt a lot. So they're always adjusting to him in and out. He like we does get hurt year, a lot, right? but he he recovers faster than maybe anybody in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, I but, mean, but what I'm just, saying is, what was it earlier this year, that sprained yeah. ankle that people thought he might miss multiple weeks? He ends yeah. up not missing a game. And, and like last year, right, there was stretches where he was out and they went on huge winning streaks, and people were like, "That's true." They had John Moran a great the record without him last year. Yeah. yeah. So I just again, I think it shows how balanced and how deep they are. They don't have Brandon um, Clark anymore either, which is another huge loss for them. But still, a very talented team. All right, I'm done talking about the Memphis Grizzlies. Last, yeah. Thing let's go know. back to the the Kings. I saw somebody had a question in the chat here okay. uh, earlier. Hold on, real quick before we do that. We talked about Matt Barnes on the last podcast. Uh, we said, what's going on with Matt Barnes? I read an article today saying that he owns owes $120,000 in child support to his ex-wife. Crazy situation. Hopefully he gets that figured out because uh, I, I love listening to Matt Barnes. The dude is so smart uh, when it comes to basketball. He's got a lot, a lot to give. So hopefully he can figure it out and get back. Uh, but what was the question? Well, uh, I think it was Key Kings just asked, who's better, Harrison Barnes or Boyan? Bogdanovich. Oh, easy. Harrison Barnes. I would agree with that. Yeah. Boyan is 
Probably a better three-point shooter. He's a better overall scorer, I That's would say. That's it. At least a more consistent scorer. But, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Harrison Barnes. They both are pretty good at, um, you know, for guys that aren't uh, the most athletic players out there or the highest leapers, yeah. they're pretty good about putting the ball on the floor and being able to draw a foul and get to the free throw line. Being a great three-point shooter helps when you're able to, you know, pump fake and get guys to go by you for that stuff. But Barnes is, you know, also a capable three-point shooter. I think he's a much better defender than Bogdanovich is. Much, much So I would say he's a better player. And uh, no offense to Bogdanovich, but uh, I think Harrison Barnes is a better locker room guy. He's just quiet leader. That's hard to say. I mean, I... That, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't know his yeah. side, yeah. but I know HB is is this guy. Like they're talking about today. I'm voting for Good him. Good guy, definitely. W- whatever a, a position guy he you, runs from. You definitely listen I to I definitely don't agree with that. I'm voting <laughs> for people. I'm not a voter, by the way. But if I do vote, I, I vote on, on certain things, not just a person. Yeah. But – I get what they're saying. He's a good guy, good locker room presence. He's a leader, never strong complains. voice, all that stuff. Yeah, all that stuff. So, shout out to HB. All right. Uh, any other questions you saw in there in the chat, or do we go to Boston? I think we go to Boston or to Sacramento, actually. Um, okay. So next game tomorrow, back to back, guys. No sleeping tonight. Uh, we're heading back to Sacramento to face the Boston Celtics. Uh, this game's on NBA TV, so that's pretty cool. Um, last, I guess, uh, game of the regular season that's nationally broadcast. Maybe they'll flex in that last game against the Denver Nuggets. That would be incredible if they flex that game in. And Calvin, best thing about making the playoffs, they're all on national TV. televised <laughs> basketball games. So. We're definitely going to watch some of those. As far as ESPN goes here, they're predicting the Boston Celtics to win this game. They're giving them almost a 67% chance to win this basketball game. Peyton Pritchard is the only player listed oh, out. Oh, see, so it did change. Yeah. Uh, Just Kevin like that. Herter is still listed out for the Sacramento Kings. Calvin, maybe this is a good thing for the Kings, uh, that Boston's going to have their full lineup. Um, but give me, your, uh, give me your first thoughts on tomorrow's matchup. Another tough one. I mean, obviously, the Celtics have been one of the best teams in the league for the entire year. They're a solid defensive team. They have two great individual one-on-one players. Uh, That stuff is, you know, for wing players, guys with size, that has given the Kings fits all season long. They're also one of the best three-point shooting teams in the NBA. Another thing that gives the Kings a lot of trouble, uh, you know, when you put the whole picture together, guarding the three-point line, and that's maybe stretches out the defense and allows teams to get inside very easily on them as well. And then, uh, you know, this Boston team is one of the best offensive teams in the NBA. So if any team has the capability of going shot for shot with the best offense or the highest scoring offense, it's this one. And they're a good defensive team. So they pose a lot of problems. Yes, they do. Uh, and they already have clinched a playoff spot. Yes, they have. Two teams in the East. i got to double-check this since all the games just ended. Uh, but two teams in the East have locked up playoff spots. That's Milwaukee and Boston. Only one team in the West, and that is the Denver Denver Nuggets. Uh, we know Lots Boston more coming soon. is a good basketball team. They were in the NBA Finals last year getting yes. beat down by a team that the Kings have beat down this year in our uh, – winning the division um, but Boston's young they got a lot of talent they got a new head coach um, Calvin give me your keys to the game 
Number one, guard the three-point line. Uh, you got you can't say it enough when talking about this team. Boston is number two in the NBA in three-point attempts per game. They average over 42 three-point shots attempted per game. Wow. It's just a staggering wow. number. They're not even number one. Yeah. It's crazy to think about, but the Warriors haven't beat by just, just a one-point-something wow. threes. But they're going to put up a ton. Uh, they love to shoot out of the corners as well. Al Horford, Grant Williams – those guys are great corner three, uh, you know, shot takers and makers, and, and the Kings struggle to cover that area of the floor, especially if they're not able to, to uh, contain uh, the, the primary ball handler. So it, it's going to be imperative that the, they're playing with a lot more effort than they did early in this one and covering the whole three-point line. Uh, number two is going to be rebounds in general, but I think offensive rebounds, you know, the, the Kings – recently have done a much better job attacking the offensive glass. Boston does not give up very many offensive rebounds. So if they're able to get second chance opportunities within the half court, you know, after this defense, which is pretty good, gets set, that, that'll that be a big, big plus for Sacramento. And number three is transition offense. Got to find ways to get some easy buckets against this team. You can't go against them in the half court every possession and just kind of yep. run into a wall like they did today. They couldn't stop. Utah today so it's hard to get out and get an easy look or push the ball with pace when you're constantly having to take it out uh, you know underneath the basket out of bounds if they can find a way to get a few turnovers and get some easy looks in this game that'll help fuel the offense yeah I agree I agree you cannot let Boston control the tempo of this game you cannot get down early in this game against Boston you got to let Fox fly you got to let him be his be himself uh, and open up the rest of the floor for your shooters, and then your shooters just got to make some shots. Uh, so exciting game tomorrow against the Boston Celtics. Calvin, uh, do you think the Kings win this game? It's going to be a tough one. I, I definitely think they're going to they're gonna play a lot better than they did today. It's back at home. Uh, they usually respond well in these situations. I think Mike Brown will have them ready. Uh, I hope they're able to pull it out. I think it's going to be a close game. Yeah, yeah, it should be a fun game to watch. Uh, I think that pretty much wraps us up tonight, Calvin, unless you got anything else for the royal family out there. Thanks for watching. Yeah, thank you guys so much for watching. Please don't forget to smash up that like button, hit that subscribe button. We will be live tomorrow directly after the game. Uh, what is that? 9.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time here on YouTube. Thank you all so much for watching. Thank you to everybody that's subscribed, everybody that's a member of the channel, and everybody that we had uh, live on Twitter Spaces tonight. You guys are awesome. We appreciate you all so, so much. Thank you so much for watching. Have a good night. Go Kings. That's my bouncer right there. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.